To the Real Mama Pod. I'm your host, Devin. And I'm your host, Kendra. We are real moms. Sharing real experiences. The, the things people don't tell you. Hey, mama. Hey. Hey, mama. Hey, friend. <laughs> What's going on, friend? How you doing, friend? I'm doing well. We are at our very first live show. Live show, y'all. Like, <laughs> people are here. <laughs> Watching us. Watching us. <laughs> Are here, y'all. Shout out to the people who are here. Thank y'all for being here. Yes. And we have a guest. We do. We have a fabulous guest. We do. Who do we have? Who are you? Oh, if this is your <laughs> first time listening, I'm your host, Devin. And I'm your host, Kendra. Welcome to the Real Mama Welcome Pod. to the Real Mama Pod. So, as Devin shared, we do have a guest. Her name is Nikita. Welcome, Nikita. Thank you for having me. Hello. We're so happy <laughs> to have you here. And this is the perfect time for you to be here. Yes. So, let me say this. We are here because, again, this is a live show, but we are celebrating mamas today. This is our Mama Valentine's Day event. Yes. And we're here loving on ourselves. Like, this day is all about us. Mm-hmm. It's all about our self-care and what we need to do to take better care of ourselves more intimately and physically. So um, shout out to Nikita for being an expert in the room (laughs) when it comes to that. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Of course. Do you want to tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Absolutely. Um, As stated, my name is Nikita Grady. I am a postpartum pleasure and intimacy coach. So I um, work with moms. I work with all moms, not just postpartum women, but I do focus more on postpartum because new mom. New, the intro to motherhood is rough, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I just help women reconnect with their bodies because um, a lot of you can relate that after having a baby, you feel disconnected from your body. If you breastfeed, you feel like your body is not your own. It belongs to your child. Um, you probably go through phases of being touched out so mm-hmm. much so that you don't want to be touched by your partner. You don't want to be intimate me. with your partner. Even now f- after four years. Right. Yes. And um I hate that doctors typically say, you know, if you lose your desire for sex or if you are feeling this way, that it'll eventually go away as time goes on, because that's not always the case. Um, Sometimes it doesn't go away without work. So I'm just here to help moms reconnect with themselves, to uh, learn how to deepen the intimacy with their partner as well as themselves, and to learn how to still be a sexy mama. Because who said mamas can't be sexy? There we go. Look at that. There we go. (laughs) Right. We will sexy up here. (laughs) Got my cashmere silk on. You got a little thigh meat. meat. You got a little cleavage. I know. These things never out. (laughs) (laughs) Child. Well, that was a great intro. And so, as you guys know, we are powered by uh, SC Media Group. Whoop, whoop. Shout out to And SC Media. Um, we switched some things around. So, we are opening up with um, uh, a review. Okay. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> this review is funny. And it's sweet. Because we know who it's from. Okay. It says, <laughs> B, y'all doing a good job. Bid is spelled B I H, just B. for people listening. B. And they're like, what is she just That's saying? like a Florida thing, right? It is a definitely B. Florida thing. Okay. Y'all know, know I'm from Florida, kind of. I know it's a Florida thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> South Florida, to be exact. Yes. Okay. It says, you know, the gift of service isn't always easy, but you all have been committed to helping other mothers for over six years. She's talking about the baby group. <laughs> um, shout out to the people from the baby group. <laughs> um, from the mama group chat to the real mama pod, we are so honored to be here with you guys. 
as well as continue to grow in your gifts. Sorry, I'm trying to get emotional. We okay. see you. We appreciate you. And on the behalf of your SE family, congratulations on being signed, taken care of, and on to a relaunch of your podcast. Now have an amazing first of many live shows. That's right. <laughs> and we love you so very much. XOXO. Sign SE Media Group. Uh, we love y'all too. So we know exactly who wrote that <laughs> review. Thank you, family. <laughs> Where would we be without our SC Media group? Yes, because the upgrade is real. <laughs> yeah. in, in case you're wondering, like, we literally used to set up cameras. Like, when I say camera, I mean a laptop camera mm -hmm. and, like, record because we were just. No, it started with our phone. Oh, you. But then right. the phone started cutting off because we didn't have no storage. There we go. And then we was like, <laughs> okay, let's go ahead and uh, get a, a webcam. No, we had the cam we had our camera. Oh, we had our camera too, but that died because died. we forgot the well, external the battery. Card. Yeah, the situation. battery and the SIM card. We were just ready. Yes. It was just a mess. And then we got a webcam and now we're here. So this is a, a huge upgrade. Shout huge. out to God. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. We Shout love out you. To God. All right. So Nikita, briefly yes. tell us about your journey to mamahood. Okay. Um Well, I have been pregnant four times. So each time that I've been pregnant has been a different experience. So I, I want to start with saying that because um, I just feel like every pregnancy, every woman is different. Mm -hmm. And I don't want anybody who's not a mom or who only has one child to think that it's the same every single time. Um, I got pregnant for the first time in high school. So I was really young. After that, um, I didn't have a desire to be sexual, but it wasn't because my desire was gone or diminished or anything like that. It was more so because... I was scared of getting pregnant again. I mean, I was only 17, right? Um, my second pregnancy happened a little later. I think I was 23 when I had my son. And um, my sex drive actually shot through the roof. I wanted it all the time. And we didn't even wait for my six-week checkup to be cleared to have sex. And then there's my daughter, which was my third pregnancy. Um, after my daughter, and it could be that I had a really rough pregnancy as far as personal things go. So after my daughter, it seems like throughout my second and third trimester, I was like always horny, right? Mm -hmm. I was constantly wanting it. I was always in the mood. It's like the moment that she came out, it went out the window. Mm. Like immediately, it was like, don't touch me. Don't look at me. I don't want to touch myself. I, I don't want to think about sex. I don't want to talk about sex. And then um, I had a miscarriage in 2021. The, that miscarriage is actually what led me to focusing on postpartum in terms of sex and intimacy coaching. And it's because um, after the miscarriage, I had never had one before, never had a, um, an abortion. But after the miscarriage, we tried to conceive for several months and was unsuccessful. And it began to weigh on my relationship. And I um, did a lot of research trying to figure out like what it was that I was feeling, how to overcome that, what to do. And I couldn't find anything. Mm. And I'm like, I cannot be the only person in the world that is going through this. Like, why is nobody talking about this? So I decided to focus on this because I want to help women through this. Like, I feel like the conversation has to be had. But um, that is my, my journey into motherhood from each pregnancy mm -hmm. overall. Thank you for that. Thank you for yeah. sharing yeah. all of your stories of pregnancy because you're right. Yeah. Each pregnancy is different. Mm -hmm. And and as it relates to your miss, I had a miscarriage and I did not want to have sex after that miscarriage. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I got to because I want a kid. Right. So I got to do something. Yeah. Um, but I can relate to you when it comes to that because it's like 
my body is already going through so many things. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on. I don't want to mess anything up. Right. And my husband's like, it's okay. Let's try it. I mean, he was <laughs> more empathetic than that. But um, <laughs> but some some men aren't. Like, if we're being real, you do yeah. have some men that are like, oh, you know, you went to your six week. Let's do it. And most women aren't even ready when, yeah. they, when they get to that Even after, well after, well after yeah. six weeks. Um, it takes time for you to get used to your body mm-hmm. again, especially after you've birthed the whole kid. You don't want nobody touching you. Right. Right. So thank you for, for sharing. You're that. welcome. So you identify or you label yourself as a postpartum intimacy coach. Mm-hmm. Can you share a little bit more? I know you shared some before we started, but can you share a little bit more about what that means? Yes. Even to our listeners. Yeah, absolutely. Here. So um, what a postpartum intimacy coach is, is just a professional who helps postpartum women and mothers in general uh, reconnect with themselves sensually and sexually. Because there's this narrative that society has placed on us that says that moms can't be sexy. And the example that I like to give now that's more recent is uh, the whole Kiki Palmer situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, her boyfriend at the time when she went to go see Usher was like, uh, I think he said, cover yourself up. You're a mother. But we're still people. Mm-hmm. Um, a mother is a woman that wears many hats. So I'm just here to help moms reconnect with themselves sexually and sensually and become more intimate. And um, I also push the narrative that you can still be a mom and be sexy, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because we sexy. Because we are. <laughs> I mean, I mean, how do your kid get here in the first place, right? right? right. It, it blows my mind how taboo the topic is. It's like, oh, my gosh, you're a mom. You shouldn't be talking about sex. You shouldn't be promoting sex. I actually had someone early in my career tell me how can you teach uh mothers about sex like no one's thinking about sex after pregnancy and I don't think that's true at all how many Mm -hmm. times have y'all heard of people that go to their six-week appointment pregnant again Mm -hmm. if nobody's Mm -hmm. thinking about sex like how is this possible right right Right. and then the bulk of my clients what I've learned too is a lot of women it's not that they're not thinking about sex they legitimately don't feel the desire for it and they want to Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and again that's where I come in I help you overcome those obstacles that are holding you back from being that sexual and sensual person I'm excited to learn some more about that absolutely (laughs) so um you kind of talk about self-care a lot too um and I know for me that six-week thing like Mm -hmm. you hit that on the head because it was beyond six weeks uh it was more like 14 15 weeks and i think we need to start having those conversations too because you have to be ready when you're ready not when a doctor says you're ready they don't know your vagina Mm -hmm. they don't know your mindset they don't know anything um thank god my husband was very patient with me shout out to you (laughs) if you haven't listened to our episode with samaya on our podcast we'll check that out not just another sex podcast um pent up and patient he was very pent up um but um you talk about self-care and and I just want to know, how are you teaching moms how to be comfortable in their skin? Because I struggle with that mm-hmm. for a very long time. And I think this is the first year I became, like, actually comfortable okay. on how I look and how I feel and just accepting my body for where it's at right now. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so how are you teaching moms that? First, let me say you look good. Oh, thank um, you. And I know that it doesn't really matter what I say or what anyone else says. Mm-hmm. Uh, it boils down to what you feel inside. Um, I, I encourage affirmations. I encourage mirror work. And sometimes people are like, oh, that doesn't work. And I was that person. I felt like affirmations were stupid. I was like, I don't want to stand in the mirror and talk to myself. Like, 
But I started to do affirmations and take myself seriously. Like I, I became like Mary Jane with all the little posters <laughs> on the mirror. And um, after a while, I started to believe the things that I was telling myself, the things that I wrote to go on my mirror. And I realized like affirmations do work. And it's all about your mindset. So you have to take what, the, what you feel like is a problem. And address it head on. You also have to work on developing that confidence um, with yourself. So the best time that I feel like you should do that is getting in or out of the shower. Everyone has a mirror in their bathroom, I would hope. <laughs> <laughs> so um, on your way to the shower, like stop in the mirror and it, just admire your body. Even if mm -hmm. you just had a baby last week, like admire your body. If you find that you're disgusted by your body or you're not confident, like start to affirm your body. For me, and I talk about this a lot, I felt like my breasts were like ill after, especially after breastfeeding for two years. And so I got to a point to where I would look in the mirror and I would say, you know what? My breasts are not perky like they were at 21, uh, but they're not supposed to be perky forever. I have breastfed a human being for two years and four months. I did what I was supposed to do with them. I nourished a whole body. And uh, because of that, my breasts are beautiful. And now I look in the mirror and I'm like, my breasts are beautiful. Don't get me wrong. I do have moments where I'm like, ah, I think I want a, a, a boob job. It comes, it goes. So I want y'all to know, like, I, it does happen. Like, sometimes I'm like, I do want a boob job. But for the most part, I do appreciate my breasts for what they've done. And because of that, I have grown to, like, really embrace that. Mm -hmm. So my advice to you is just start with affirmations, start with mirror work, and then embrace your journey. Give yourself permission to feel what you feel also. That mm -hmm. is very important. I think um, as moms, especially new moms, we don't give ourselves permission to feel the things that we feel. And so we bottle it up. And it makes it worse. It's like you're waiting to explode later down the line. Mm -hmm. And it makes it worse. We don't want any explosions. We don't want. Not I that kind of explosion anyway. I'm I'm getting a, a boob, a breast reduction. <laughs> because my mine head. were huge before I had my son. And yeah. they got huge er yeah. after I had him. Mm -hmm. Like, I've grown through the alphabet. Yeah. Like, I'm up there. <laughs> so, I, in my back. Like, yeah. I just, they got to go. So, can we talk about cosmetic surgery for a minute? Sure. Sure. Um, I know there's a taboo on that as well. I like to tell moms, do whatever makes you feel good. Mm -hmm. um, before I had my daughter, I actually had a tummy tuck. And people were like, why are you getting a tummy tuck? And I was like, because I have all this loose skin and there's no amount of work at, working out that can fix that. And everybody was like, oh, I think you're crazy. You look good. But it wasn't about what other people thought. It was right. about what mm -hmm. I thought. I think my last straw was my 24th birthday. I was getting ready to go out and I literally had, I must have tried on every single outfit that I owned and I didn't like the way I looked in anything. And I was like, that's it. I'm calling the surgeon. And I did. I called the surgeon that the next week and I scheduled my appointment and I got a tummy tuck and I thought that the tummy tuck would actually fix my issues. And this, this is not everybody's story. So I don't want you to be like, oh, I was thinking about cosmetic surgery right. and I don't want to do it. But for me, I thought, if I get a tummy tuck, it's going to fix all my problems. My stomach is going to be cool, but that wasn't the case. So I still had to learn to embrace my body for what it was and what it looked like and what it has been through. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's real. But uh, do what makes you feel good, whether that's working out, changing your diet, doing self-care, or getting mm -hmm. cosmetic surgery. Yeah. yeah. 
I yeah, the I talked this was before I, <laughs> I said it, they're, they're getting ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Care or not. So yes. Um so there are mamas who have gone through many phases of life. Mm-hmm. Mamas who've been married, mamas who've been in long term relationships with their partners, and things happen. Like right. they, they break up mm-hmm. for whatever reason and they don't feel desired anymore. Mm-hmm. So, like, if there's a mom out there who has gone through these phases of either a divorce or um, a, a long-term partner that they've had, have they've broken up or whatever, and they're like, I just don't know if anyone wants me anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, what advice would you give to that mama? First of all, moms are a hot commodity, okay? <laughs> <laughs> um, give yourself grace. Be patient. Be understanding. Um, take your time. Make sure that you are moving for yourself in this journey and not for someone else. Like, don't feel like you have to be pressured into jumping back into a relationship because your mom wants another grandbaby or Mm -hmm. because all of your friends are all of a sudden getting married and you want that again. Take your time. Embrace your journey. It's your journey. Uh, Make sure that you self-reflect often and make sure you love on yourself. Self-care is huge. I have learned that self-care is like the answer to a lot of things. It's the answer to confidence. Like it helps you. And and that goes back to the whole um, about your body. Mm-hmm. If you start doing self-care, you eventually start to just fall in love with yourself and your body all over again. Mm-hmm. I um, revamped my self-care regimen Back in November, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And I started, because now I moved up a little bit. Like, I can start getting routine uh, massages <laughs> now. So um, I've added a monthly massage into my self-care routine. And um, I've started making sure that I pay attention to the type of products that I use on my skin. Mm-hmm. And uh, somebody was like, you're glowing. Who is he? And I'm like, girl, it's me. <laughs> it is me. And I am glowing. You are absolutely right. Yeah. So self-care is is a big component to all of that. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to self-care. We did an episode with one of our favorite guests. She's actually in the audience. Hello, (laughs) Apple Mania. And she really drilled us on, like, self-care. You have to take care of yourself. You have to. And after that conversation with her, like, Mm -hmm. I I know me and Devin both have been intentional about self-care. Like, I got to take better care of myself. I feel like as moms, uh, when we go through pregnancy and then we have these these little tiny humans, we automatically, it's like we automatically relinquish the love for ourselves to focus on our children, our spouses, our partners, everybody around us. But if you're not your best, how can you be the best for that person? And I had to learn that. Mm -hmm. I had to learn it the hard way. Mm -hmm. Uh, My mom actually passed away when my daughter was about four and a half months old. And um, I went into a really deep depression and I realized, like, I'm not my best self right now. I didn't feel good. I didn't look good. And I had to actually force myself to start doing self-care. And I noticed that the more that I did the self-care routine, the better I started to feel Mm -hmm. and the more confident I started to feel until I started to feel somewhat like myself again. Mm -hmm. So it really does make a difference. It really does. I can speak to that as well. I feel like a new person. Um, And then my family appreciate me mm-hmm. more like even my boys like they're like oh ma what yeah. color nails you got on today <laughs> well, you didn't tell me you had an appointment like they look forward to that and I try to um really um 
be that example for them as well because I don't want them to remember me as being a broke down mom. Like yeah. my mom did it so you right. can do it. No. Yeah. I want them to have a budget together for their significant other and baby this for you. Yes. Go take care of you. Yes. And so them seeing that is sending them messages as well mm-hmm. and so that makes me feel better. I'm like I gotta keep this yeah. up. If it, Even if it's not for me yeah. it's for them because mm-hmm. they need to see this example. I love that you do that. Yeah. I incorporate that, incorporate that with my daughter as well. Like uh she had her first hair salon appointment recently, but I take her to get manis and pedis mm-hmm. and like all the things like love on yourself, baby yeah. girl. Mm-hmm. And teaching our boys too, yeah. like Hammer and Nails is our sponsor yeah. um, mm-hmm. for this episode as well. And so my husband actually has a membership down in Florida, their franchise. Mm-hmm. And he's starting to take my boys to go with him because they need to love on themselves too, just Absolutely. as much as we love on ourselves. Can I, so. can I say something to that point? Yeah. You mentioned about your husband and your sons. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people don't realize that men experience postpartum. Mm. as well so um a lot of times women are like i don't know if you guys have ever heard someone say uh even though i'm married i feel like a single mom Mm -hmm. oh yeah Mm -hmm. i did not understand that and that used to piss me off yeah i used to don't talk to me about i'm a single mom don't talk to me about feeling like a single mom you got a whole person sitting in the house with you like absolutely not but it took one of my friends to actually break down what that meant what Mm -hmm. that was and so she carried this mom guilt so i know a lot of you are probably familiar with mom guilt as well Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh she's like i just feel like he doesn't get it and it was after my my miscarriage that i had to realize that men experience postpartum Mm -hmm. so uh my miscarriage led to the demise of my relationship but we rekindled after a few months and i sat down and i talked to him because i've known him since i was 17. Mm. and i said what happened We've been so close. We've always been able to, t- to talk to each other about anything. And you just shut down on me. What happened? And he's, as he started to talk and talk about the things that he felt and what he was experiencing and what his thought process was, I was like, this man was going through postpartum, mm. postpartum depression, to be exact. And so I started to do research. And once again, there's not a lot on that. Right. But I was like, men can absolutely experience postpartum depression or baby blues or anxiety. So they do need love as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. Oh, thank you for breaking that down. Yes. Because I I didn't personally didn't know that men went through postpartum. Mm-hmm. And I, I do want to shout our husbands out for several things. One, for <laughs> letting us be here while they're at home with the kids. Because they <laughs> are definitely at home with the kids. Multiple kids. We <laughs> talked to them before we started. And they, they are at home with the kids. So shout out to our husbands. Um but I, I think I'm glad that you touched on the boys seeing us take care of ourselves mm-hmm. and also seeing us do what we love. Yeah. But I think that's a part of self-care as well, yeah, like absolutely. really pouring into your passions and, and what you're interested in and what makes you happy. Mm-hmm. And this is definitely something that makes me and Devin happy. Right. right? Yeah. So I do want to be intentional about shouting them out um, yeah. and taking care of the kids because they need a parent at home, right? <laughs> yes. Right. And one thing I want to make about the postpartum depression, I'm not sure if my husband had it or not, but when he went through his depression season, it was mm. right after we had mm-hmm. our son. Um, and in a moment, you know, you're sleep deprived, you're all these things. So you're mm-hmm. blaming on that. But when right. we actually sat down and talked about it, and now that you're saying that, maybe right. he what he did experience yeah. postpartum depression because it was right after right. we had my oldest son. So thank you for yeah, saying that. And Even though they're not that. physically carrying the baby, right. they still experience like their life is changing. Right. Right. This is new to them. Emotions are going to be all over the place. So it's very easy to slip in that. And I do want to take a moment to say that it's not just men. So anyone who is a new parent 
mm-hmm. at any point in time, whether it's adoptive or because you're a godparent that had to take over those responsibilities. Anybody that's in a new parental role can experience postpartum symptoms. Because these kids change your life. <laughs> Rock you know, world. it's like you love them. They're your pride and joy, <laughs> right. right? But they also, kick your yeah. ass. My, my ass has been kicked. Listen. Yes. Still kicked. Listen. Still kicked. Um, so, yes. <laughs> so, let's be real. This is the real mama pop. Um, so, while we're talking about our partners, okay. right? Let's yes. Let's talk about like sex and intimacy okay. right you know just a little little, little of something, something. That's what i'm here for <laughs> so Devin and her husband have been together since y'all were what 20 19, 19 well, years i thought old. she was about to say since the beginning of time <laughs> i mean if you i mean you might as well <laughs> might as well they've been together how many years 16 going on 17 oh years. congratulations 17 years yeah uh me and my husband have been together for 11 mm-hmm. years um married for almost six seven we've been married right almost seven, <laughs> um, almost it's seven. Been a while. yeah just, just, my math ain't math right we've been together for a while yeah. long enough um and i know sometimes we're like you know not saying we're not we're not bored in the bedroom <laughs> let's just be clear but there are some people out there who are mamas daddies yeah. and they're just like we're just doing the do because yeah. we are we want to mm-hmm. we need to but we want to spice it up a little bit. Absolutely. Like, how does how does that work? So, do um, that? you can try new things. What you I said? said is, how does one do that? <laughs> <laughs> Trying new things is a great way to spice things up. Be open-minded. Um, mm-hmm. I know a lot of people automatically hear certain things and they're just automatically closed off. Mm-hmm. I think you have to have an open mind. Make sure you have those conversations and get consent. Even though you're married, consent is still very important. Um, make sure you're having conversations. To explore fantasies. That's another big thing because, mm. you know, you might have a fantasy of, um, I don't know, doing it in the rain or on the car. And if your husband doesn't know that, then how can he make that come to fruition for you? If right? I tell him that, he'll be like, let's go. <laughs> it's raining outside. It's raining anybody outside. It's a little sprinkle. <laughs> And I'm like, hell no, we yeah. What's wrong with the rain? I love, I mean, in the house, I just, I, that, that would not be a beautiful thing. Open your mind. Right. See, this is why you're here. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Changing the scenery is, um, so I'm going to tell you guys a story. Uh, recently, before me and my boyfriend broke up for good this last time, we were at my house mm-hmm. where we are a lot of times. So I was in a long distance relationship for people who don't know me or follow me. Mm-hmm. So we had one month, one time a month, mm-hmm. and and uh. best you better believe I was gonna make it count. But he came <laughs> to see me, and um, my daughter was in the living room playing on the iPad. Oh God, please no, okay. not let her finish. Her story. <laughs> Uh, my daughter was in the living room playing on her iPad and I was like walking up the hallway and my boyfriend was standing in the laundry room. So the way that my house is set up is like the living room here, there's a hallway and then the laundry room is to the left. Mm-hmm. And he snatched me up into the laundry room and picked me up on top of the washing machine. It was not on because a lot of people, when I told the story, everybody was like, was it on? Like <laughs> it wasn't even on, but he put me on top of the, the washing machine and then he went down on me. Okay. That's the best head I've ever had in my entire life. <laughs> on the washing machine? On the machine. washing machine in the laundry room. But we, we changed the scenery. We weren't in the bedroom. And so I think it was that mixed with the adrenaline of the fact that my daughter technically could have walked down the hall at Mm -hmm. any moment and caught us. But that's also a way to spice it up, guys. Be sneaky. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's hard. See, my husband, we're big people. So we can't be changing that. <laughs> what? Like, we're just too big for something. We, I so can you have to not be what? on somebody's washing machine. <laughs> you, you have to find where. Okay. I, I, we won't get caught. Do the kitchen table. Yeah, okay. I'm oh, just saying. Do, we're, I'm do, the, do the shower. Y'all are tall. Go in the closet. We got a house with a shower that's big enough for See? both of us. Yeah. Finally. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's, uh, look, little people, that works for y'all. Go outside. Look, sneak people. outside and, and get on the trampoline or something. I don't know. Okay. Just change your scenery, though, for yeah. real. Change oh, your gosh. scenery. Try something new. Okay. Okay. Well, we're going to take it to the laundry room. <laughs> y'all can think y'all laundry room. I don't know about us. We're too big for that. Um, I don't think but, you're too big for it. Okay. But what kind of washing machine you got? It's like a Samsung. No, like is it like a top load, front load? Oh is it no, tall? it's just is a it regular short? little side Girl, to side. Girl, tell that man to pick you up on top of that washing machine. Now, Jared, <laughs> if you're Jared listening, will do it. right? He's it's like, "Girl, what you talking about, Girl, you know, you know." Have you ever been picked up and put against the wall? Yeah, like, but was, that's a wall. But it's so big. <laughs> okay. All right, I'm gonna try it. Okay, maybe. I'm going to check back in. I'm, I'm like, hey. Just hey, let us know this, if it worked out. We don't need the okay. details. Just All let right. us know. Well, I don't need the details. I don't I mean, if you want to share the details, out. I'm if not If I touch your washing machine, you know. Right. Okay. Just, if, just, if you send me an okay. image of us, an right. image of a washing machine. And if, you, if you're chat. feeling fancy, turn it on. Put it on Spence. Girl, I, mean, well, I hear some okays in the audience. So I think a <laughs> Maybe few they did the washing machine thing already. Machine. Maybe I'm asleep. Right. We but again, we, we need to see the height of these people. <laughs> if they're five, 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 seven and shorter, it probably worked for them. You're five, nine. We're, we're going to have a conversation because I really feel like you can make it work. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you're just tall. You're just tall. Okay. Okay. All right. We're going to move y'all. on in the conversation. We're going to hold you to that washing machine picture, though. <laughs> okay. So, washing machine. Everybody keeping talking, it spicy. Everybody's talking right. the washing machine. Add that y'all, to your list. The listen, the, it. remember, it was the best head I have ever gotten. Okay. And yeah, I, hear some, like, I hear some feedback <laughs> in the audience. You on. ain't the only one that ain't got head on a washing <laughs> machine. Okay. Maybe I'm asleep. Okay. So, okay. You talked about your sex drive being crazy while you were pregnant. And yes. that was the thing for me, too. Uh-huh. Like, my husband didn't know who I was. Um, <laughs> but so for moms who may be a little apprehensive about having sex while pregnant or mm-hmm. scared or their spouse, because I know some dads, well, oh, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, can we talk about that a little yeah, bit? Yeah, absolutely. And how can it become comfortable? Yeah. Um, I know towards the end, it's a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, for me, anyways, I can't speak for everyone, but let's tap into that. Okay. First of all, I think a lot of people are concerned about hurting the baby. Mm-hmm. Unless you are real deal dealing with, I don't know, something <laughs> completely abnormal and, and like monstrous, I, you, you're not going to hurt the baby. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, for a lot of pregnant women, they're in their head about that. They feel like if I do this, it'll hurt the baby. If you are afraid of hurting the baby in that sense, there are positions you could do. Um, a lot of people would think that being on top is actually a bad position for a pregnant woman or even a woman in her postpartum era to be in. But being on top gives you full control of how deep and how fast to go. So try on top positions. Spooning positions are always great as well. Uh, turn over to the side. Lift that leg up a little bit. <laughs> Okay. You can also try positioning aids as well. I want to make sure I throw that in there so you can get like a wedge pillow. You don't even have to buy specialty pillows. You can just use pillows on your bed and just prop your uh, your body up. Okay. 
All right. Well, pregnant mamas. Get it listen. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be scared. You know, we got one in the crowd. She shake her head, too. Okay. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> now, if you are in your third trimester, disclaimer. <laughs> because I remember um, with, my second, with my second pregnancy, we were actually getting it in. In my third trimester, it was close. It was about a month out from my due date, and he sent me into premature labor. Mm. Oh, wow. But uh, we were able to stop the labor, so um, my ba- my son wasn't premature. But, yeah. And it's because the orgasms can help, can cause contractions. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. semen also helps thin out your cervix if you're ready. Okay. <laughs> Don't y'all hate. Y'all consult your doctors, please. Just, you know. Yes, I am by no means a doctor. <laughs> I'm just a sex expert. <laughs> we like them, too. Okay, so we have a couple more questions okay. for you. All right. Um, so if there is a mama yes. who is in a new relationship, mm-hmm. right? The mama who may have gone through a breakup, and now she is ready to get out there. Mm-hmm. And she is having all the fun. When How you say long? she's ready to get out there. Yeah, like, like she's she's out. She got a little boo. She got a little situation, right? Okay. So she's she's ready to give it up. She's ready. She's ready. Well, she's already giving it up a okay. little bit. But okay. she got some tricks, right? They're tucked away under yeah, that okay. pillow that you yeah. just talked about. How like how soon, how quickly should she just let it all out there? Like the washing machine, head and all that. How soon should she get like, you know, allow all that to happen? I don't think that there is a right or wrong answer to that. I think you have to go at your own pace. Do what feels right. Mm-hmm. If you're not ready, don't do it. Do not let that man pressure you into hanging from the shower ride if you're not ready to hang from the shower ride. <laughs> I hear some chuckles. I think it's some shower ride hanging. But wasn't there a... Uh, yes, that was Mimi from Love and Hip Hop. No Mimi. Well, never mind. Go ahead. But uh, just, yeah, that's that's the only advice I have for that. Just make mm-hmm. sure you're going at your own pace. Uh, don't feel pressure. Communicate mm-hmm. as well. Having those conversations can also help you get ready. And it also, I love having uh, conversations about sex because I feel like it helps me also understand my partner, even before we have sex for the first time. Mm-hmm. Like now I know that he doesn't like his back scratched up or that he's never had a woman play with his nipples during sex or whatever the case may be. So mm-hmm. it's like, okay, let's do this. <laughs> so right? how do you ask these questions? You just... Give me a scenario. I'm just curious. For those moms who are dating. Like, right. Because I, I struggle with talking about sex sometimes. Right. Even with my own husband. So, so before, he might want his nipples played with. So let's just see. What I found out that my ex, though, my ex told me that before me, he had never had a woman play with his nipples before. And he loved the way that it felt. Yeah. And I was like, never? Hmm. What are y'all, 12? Like, so how do, how do how do we have that conversation if you're not with comfortable someone who's dating? With the, Right. If you're not comfortable having those conversations, you can kind of joke your way into it. That's what I used to do. Um, You can also look for what I call windows of opportunity. So Mm -hmm. if you guys are watching a movie together and you see something, a sex scene, uh, you can be like, "What, what would you do if I did that to you? Or how would you feel? Or you can say, I was listening to the real mama pod and <laughs> they were talking about sex on the washing machine. Like And nipple what is, Yeah, what do you think about that? Mm-hmm. Like use those as windows of opportunity to just ease into those conversations. Okay. I'm gonna ask John <laughs> like, how would you feel if I rubbed on your nipple? Like, and he would probably like, girl, what is you what are you talking yeah. about? But let's see, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> right. Don't know. No, but in the, again, you have to have an open mind. Does that answer your question, yeah, though? About yeah, how I to, think that's okay. Yeah. yeah. I want to make sure I'm answering yeah. all the questions. Yeah, no, no, no. That's good. That's good. All right. So, you know, you're an expert. Yes. Okay. What is your top three things when we're talking about the boom room? 
Can you be a little bit more specific? <laughs> Can you be a little bit Sexy more specific? Time. So, okay, what are your top three tips for mamas? Uh-huh. Okay. Um, for sex. Like, are we talking about sex in general? Yes. Sex with a partner? Yes, solo with play? The, okay. Any, okay, one, any of the You know plays. what? Solo and partner. Partner. Okay. okay. We'll start with solo. Uh, so... Obviously, if you're solo, you're going to be doing a lot of self-exploration, masturbating. If not, you should be. You should definitely do that. Why, why do you say that? Because it gives you, a, especially as a mom, it gives you a chance to reconnect with your body. Okay. A lot of times people don't realize that after a pregnancy, you go through these changes. And by changes, I mean everything, not just your hormones, not just your body, but your sex drive, what you like. For instance, I used to be hot and ready like Little Caesar's Pizza <laughs> when you touched my nipples. Mm-hmm. After breastfeeding for two years, it was like, eh, it's not really doing it for me. Yeah. Mm. Like, I, I've cussed a man out before during sex because he bit my nipples. Mm-hmm. Like, don't, don't bite my nipples. But now I'm like, please bite my nipples. Like, okay. like so, <laughs> so um, but I learned that through sex exploration. Like, I was playing with my nipples and it wasn't doing it for me. And mm-hmm. then I just happened to pinch my nipples and I was like, ooh, okay, all right. Mm-hmm. So, that like self exploration after a pregnancy uh, allows you to see things that you once liked that you may not like now and vice versa, things that you didn't like before that you might like. It also helps you to learn your body enough to. To communicate that to your partner. Okay. If you don't know what you like, how can you expect your partner to know, right? And if you have a new partner, you have to be able to let them know. You have to guide them. You have to coach them. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to hear anyone say, I'm not teaching a grown man how to have sex. I hate that. Because you have to teach people how to love you Mm -hmm. and how to love on you. Um, Take your time. Give yourself permission. Again, I say that a lot. Um, be sensual with yourself. Sex exploration doesn't necessarily have to be masturbation either. So one of my favorite things to do, uh, I actually did it before the show today. When I get out of the shower, well, when I'm in the shower, I like to take like a body scrub and just kind of scrub my body real good Mm because it makes my skin super soft. And then I'll get out and I'll take like shea butter and I'll just slowly do this. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, my skin feels so good. Mm -hmm. Like, so that, and that's just being sensual without being sexual. Mm -hmm. And it makes me feel sick. Sometimes when I do that at nighttime, I'm like, let me go put on some lingerie now. Cause I I feel good. And Mm -hmm. I just want to prance around and there's not a man in sight. Mm -hmm. I just want to be in some lingerie. Mm -hmm. So yeah, sex, uh, self-exploration is probably my top tip. Uh, being patient. Um, let me think one more top tip for solo play. Try different positions. Don't always masturbate just laying on your back. Flip, roll over. Get on all fours. Take a suction dildo. Put it to the wall. Bend it bend it like Beckham. <laughs> do it in the shower. Do it in the tub. How many of y'all have used a shower head to, mm-hmm. to reach an orgasm? Oh, mm-hmm. oh there. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Or the, or the water from the water faucet. Like, just try different things. Like, just like you can switch it up and be creative and explorative with a partner, you can also be that by yourself. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Top three tips for partner play. Communication, for sure. Mm -hmm. Talk about the things that you like and dislike. Sometimes people struggle with having those conversations, and I know it's difficult. I actually had an encounter once where I felt like the sex wasn't the greatest, but the guy was really sweet, and I was afraid to communicate that because I didn't want to hurt his feelings. And I kind of had to coach myself through that. It was like, what would you tell your client if your client came to you with this? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. You have to have these conversations. So I did. I told him. I was like, so what do you think about the night that we had together? He was like, oh, it was great. What about you? What do you think? And I was like, um, (laughs) (laughs) well, um, 
I loved when you did X, Y, Z. However, I don't like that you skipped this or that you did that or that you did this. And he actually was like, well, why you ain't tell me that? So don't be afraid to communicate those things because your partner, most of the time, will actually be susceptible. And if they really care about you and love you, then they'll change. They'll make yeah. those changes as mm-hmm. necessary. Um, be explorative. Mm-hmm. Be willing to, again, change your scenery, explore new things. Use sex toys, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people are intimidated by sex toys with a partner. I always tell men, sex toys are your teammate, not your opponent. Mm-hmm. So. They work with you and not against you. And they just enhance the sexual experience overall. How many is that? Is that three? Yeah, that was good. Okay. <laughs> it's like I gave you all. I can go, I can go all day right. with this one. Right. Yeah. That was awesome. That was really good. Okay. Well, thank you, Nikita. Yes, you're welcome. You have been a gem because I have learned sitting on your couch. <laughs> this is yes. your couch today. Hey, your I couch. Can't take that. Yeah, on your couch. You're coaching us. I'm just laying back here. Taking like, notes. <sighs> well, you know, it's. It's time for what? Mama time. Something to drink? Yes. Mama juice? Yes. Yes. Y'all know I keep, listen. What we drink, friend? I'm going to keep me a drink. It may just be one. So, what is Mama juice, friend? It is, so the drink is called Do It for the Life. I ain't going to do it. I want to do that so bad. That, as y'all can see, this <laughs> Dem is lovely out here. Do it for the live, and this it's really a simple mimosa, and it's topped with whatever juice you want. I like more tart, sour, citrusy drinks, so I chose cranberry. Juice. Mm-hmm. What did you? What did I you chose do? pineapple. That's sweet. Mm-hmm. That's sweet. What did and you I choose? I have pineapple orange. Oh, give me okay. the best of both worlds. See, explorative, <laughs> yeah, right? Explore myself, right? <laughs> yeah, so this is our mama juice for today. It is just a mimosa, and it's topped with whatever juice you want. So, yes. I again, I chose cranberry. And it's do it for the last. <laughs> you ain't going okay. to do it. I ain't going to do it. Okay, there you go. My bad. I missed it. Sorry. Okay, so Mama's Corner, if this is your first time listening, Mama's Corner is our opportunity to connect with our guests further and our listeners. So typically, someone will write in and ask a question, and we give them advice based on our personal experience. You can't say, like, we're no experts. Well, Nikita is, but we're not. Um, So if something works out, give us our credit. If it doesn't, we ain't say nothing. Like, you didn't hear that from me. So um, You technically didn't. I didn't. So, uh, Mama's Corner, we had a mama who wrote in, so I'm going to read it, and then we can answer the question. So, it says, uh, let's see. Hey, mamas. Hey. I love when y'all greet us. Um, Can y'all hurry up and come back? We coming. coming. (laughs) Um, I'm missing y'all on my Thursdays. I'm a mama with two small children. Let's just say the intimacy is lacking between my husband and I. Sex is non-existent. In my mind, I want to initiate more, but my actions say otherwise. Listen to y'all on not just another podcast. It sounds like y'all experienced something similar. How did you bounce back? Will you ever, will I ever get on, excuse me, will we ever get back on track? So um, for Mama's Corner, we typically, when we get a question, we kind of table it and we kind of pair it with our guests. But this is just right on time. So I'm guessing she listened to Samaya's podcast and wrote in. So okay. Perfect. Do you have anything that you want to say first before I go in? Um, no, you can go. Okay. You got this. Okay. Read the last part again. She asked if they would ever get back on track. Get back on track. Whatever okay. Bounce back. It is possible to bounce back and get back on track. Uh, seek, uh, seek help from a professional, whether it's a sex coach or a therapist. Um, I think that's very beneficial. Also, it doesn't even have to be a sex coach or a sex therapist. Sometimes uh, 
therapy in general is needed and it's very important because there are some unresolved issues that can help. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of, I'm sorry, I'm just trying to trying to replay the initiating question. sex. So she wants, she to, wants to do it. Okay, but yeah, it I actually get that happen. a lot, yeah. a lot. I have a I have a client that I started last week who says I want to have sex with my partner, but I just. I can't initiate it because I'm not comfortable. Mm-hmm. So some of that comes from the self-exploration that I talked about. It, it allows you to become comfortable. Um, another part of that is going to be the communication. And then there are subtle things that you could do, like uh, flirting or touching. And what I mean by touching, don't just go in and grab them if mm-hmm. you're not comfortable doing that. But like, y'all know how when we're cuddling, you scooch your booty over? Like, <laughs> <laughs> a little, little like, yeah, those, You're initiating sex when you do mm-hmm. that. So mm-hmm. things like that are ways that you can initiate it without being so aggressive. Yeah. That's okay. fair. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, she talking to me, too, because I struggle with initiating. Like, mm-hmm. I think about it. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to yeah. do it. Um, and you and lay I, down. It's like, right. you know what? <laughs> I think I'm actually yeah. going to sleep. I mean, <laughs> you ain't bothering me, then I ain't bothering you. Right. So um, I like to dress up. So my favorite way to initiate sex uh, when I'm not being aggressive is I'll go in the bathroom, and he'll think that I'm just going in there to shower mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I come out, and I'm a whole different person. And what I mean by that is is I'll come out, I'll do my makeup, I'll do something to my hair, and I'll have on, like, some type of lingerie. Mm -hmm. Lingerie makes me feel really, really sexy. Mm -hmm. And so when I do that and I open the door and I, like, lean up in the door frame, he know it's on and popping. It's time to get to it. (laughs) To to the mamas who who not wearing the lingerie. To the mamas who's not wearing the lingerie. Who not putting that on. So, um, (laughs) actually, what I have found out, y'all, is there is something about the the moo-moos and the mama Yes, rolls. baby. I'm a moo-moo mama. <laughs> yes. So I put on, um, I put on, it was like a little floral gown shindig mm-hmm. with uh, a matching robe. And I went into the closet to get, I think I went to go get some towels or something. Y'all, that man came after me so fast. <laughs> like literally came after me and we got it right there in the, in the closet. Wow. And I was like. They you like you they didn't like do this to me when I have a lingerie. What yeah. is happening? And that actually made me feel sexy. Mm-hmm. So don't y'all sleep on the mumus. Yeah. <laughs> That's how grandmamas got it. That's yeah. a whole. That right. was content. They didn't have no lingerie no. in the fifties and forties. <laughs> maybe I don't know. I didn't. Oh, no. yeah. Never mind. Just, <laughs> she's like, never mind. Don't worry about it. Okay, so actually, like, okay, initiating. Okay, wearing something. What else can um, they do? The flirting. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. If you're away from your partner during the day, you can sext. Oh. And, yeah. We learned that in a baby group. So some, one mama, she did nude, nudes at noon. So she okay. would send her I boo like a nude at <laughs> yeah. noon. No matter where she was, yeah. she said it was noon. And she had to send it to her husband. It had some code or something. But it worked because I tried that too. Yeah. See, Jonathan would hold me. He like, babe, it's 12 on 1. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> I'm working, no, though. Like, I, just, my, I can't. Is, is I don't know. But when I was in my long-distance relationship, um, I noticed that that foreplay through sexting, actually, it, like, built up the anticipation. Mm-hmm. So when we saw, it was on site. So whenever he came into town, my daughter had to be asleep. Like okay. my children had to be asleep. Yeah. My, so uh, my son is special needs. So mm-hmm. he's. Uh, I talk a lot about my daughter being in the way, but so my son is special needs. So he's like usually just in his room to himself. So there's never really a problem with him catching us or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So whenever my boyfriend was coming into town, it's like, okay, what time are you gonna be here? 
You're going to be here at 9. Impress. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Take a bath. Get in the bed. Let's do it. And as soon as he walked through the door, we getting it in. And it would be because we would start, if he's coming on Friday, we would start like Monday. Yeah. Like, hey, what you doing? I'm thinking about you. Mm. I can't wait to see you. Boy, when I see you, I'm going to put my mouth on you. <laughs> or, you know, just, you can also, there are enhancements that can help you kind of calm down. Oh, yeah. Yeah, have you guys ever had enhancements? I, I did, might need one. We did, did the, we did the, I am very yeah, awkward. Yeah, we did the Shio. The Shio worked. The, yeah. Shio, have you heard of Shio? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That thing worked. Yeah. Yes. So if I if I want to initiate, I will pop a Shio yeah. pill. And then you and, become and, an initiator. And then I'm an initiator. <laughs> like two hours, drink two bottles of water, two hours later, you're a whole new person. So, yeah. See, I'm, I'm very awkward. Like, yeah. I am goofy. If I'm sexting, I am cracking But up. that's okay. Like, I am just so... Who said that sex had to be serious? But you're right. Yeah. No, you're right. Because I am so awkward. Like, yeah. So awkward. Maybe yeah. we stay clowning during sex. <laughs> yeah. Like, what are you doing? Get off of me. Let me get on top. <laughs> so, well, Nikita, this yes. was great. Like, seriously, this was awesome. Absolutely. So if you want to know more about you, where mm-hmm. can they find you? You guys can find me on all social media platforms, primarily Instagram, mm-hmm. at Nikita Grady. That's N-I-K-K-I-T-A-G-R-A-D-Y. Um, you can also find me at NikitaGrady.com. You can DM me, email me, text me, all the things. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And I want to I want to give one more shout out yeah. before yes. we close. I want to shout out all of our sponsors. So Hammer and Nails, Holistic Divine, our massage person who's here giving all the mama's massages <laughs> and the social bite for pairing our foods and drinks together. All of these sponsors episode literally could not have happened without y'all and our lovely audience yes and we have a bartender too it's pronounced kayla she's also pronounced kayla (laughs) yes um she's a great bartender check Mm -hmm. her out for sure so our sponsors have been great yeah go ahead give what's your secret what's the secret secret? so um i brought little goodies for our audience right um since we're shouting out sponsors i just wanted to slide this in there because um I do social media management for mm-hmm. Adam and Eve Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Do y'all know what Adam and Eve is? Yeah. yeah. I, heard, I hear some. <laughs> and so typically when I do events, I can get Adam and Eve to also sponsor me in that event. Okay. So courtesy of Adam and Eve, you guys can take home 15% off of one item. Mm-hmm. So go get that lingerie that makes you feel sexy or that sex toy that's going to make you be like, come on, babe. <laughs> she has some other goodies too. I'll let her, you know, yeah, we'll talk about, about that, that during after. the workshop. Yeah, I don't, I don't ruin the whole secret. I just wanted to, you know, plug Adam and Eve in there because they did sponsor me for this event. Awesome. Oh, well, awesome. this was great. Our first live show we did. Oh, yeah. 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 First live. Yeah. So next time, mamas. Bye. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank y'all for being a great audience. Yes, y'all were amazing. Did y'all enjoy that? Yeah.